Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Thank you for joining us today. You're the reason we do the show. You and your cats, of course. We're trying to make both of you happier. And today we're going to be talking about setting up the perfect bathroom for your cat. Because if you don't set up the perfect bathroom for your cat, they won't use the litter box. And when cats don't use the litter box, that's absolutely the leading cause of behavior surrender into shelters. But before we jump into all that, I want you to say hello to my co-host and partner in life, Dewey. Hello, cat fans, and welcome to the show. We really appreciate you coming to listen to us. And Molly? I want to talk about our cat of the week. It's Jelly Bean. Whoa, Jelly Bean. All right. Jelly Belly Bean. Do you remember Jelly Bean? I do. Jelly Bean was awesome. He's a cute little kitten. So Jelly Bean was one of the many underage kittens that came into Dallas Animal Services. And as you can imagine by his name, it was around Easter time. So it was right about this time last year. Adorable little solo orange kitten. And boy, did he have the biggest personality on him. So we wanted him to have an Easter name. And, and he got Jelly Bean, which he still has today. He was adopted by one of our friends. And uh, who came back and, and later adopted another cat who happened to be last week's cat of the week, Puff. So Puff and Jellybean coexist. And um, Jellybean was just the cutest little bug ever. I think he was one of our more adorable fosters. So go, sure to our, go to our Facebook page which is Cat Behavior Solutions. You won't find us on Facebook under Cat Talk Radio because Cat Talk Radio is an outreach program of Cat Behavior Solutions. So go to Facebook, Cat Behavior Solutions. Look around Easter time if you're listening to this podcast at Christmas time and, and find little Jelly Bean because he sure is cute. Yes, he is. And if you'd like to have your cat featured on our show, please email Molly Photos of of your cat and give us the story and the backstory of your beautiful cat and we will feature it on our show and you can send that to molly m-o-l-l-y at cattalkradio.com we'd love to hear from you and love to hear the story well let's go into a perfect bathroom i mean that sounds like uh we're we're about to remodel the bathroom and do something really big to our bathroom as as we go into this week. Uh, I'm not ready for projects like that. <laughs> yeah, honey, you need another project. We're going to oh build God. Tabasco a big master bath with a soaking tub and a shower with two shower heads with a lot of those little you know nozzles and stuff. I think he'll love it. <laughs> No. Yeah, have little fingers coming out of the wall and scratching yeah. him. And yeah, he'll love that. He'll love that. No, Not honey, this is... Today. <laughs> Not today. Not today. This is all about the kitty bathroom, you know, the litter box, where they go to the bathroom. Because in the wild, you know, they go outside, of course, because it's the wild. And 
you know, they they go out in the open and they do their thing and, and we bring them indoors and we say, okay, now go in this little tiny box, but nowhere else in the house. So that's what we're talking about. How do we make the perfect litter box so that the cats like it? Why do cats stop using a litter box anyway? I mean, we, we clean them, we keep them nice and fresh. And what does that have to do with putting them in the bathroom? <laughs> well, there are three main reasons that cats quit using a litter box. First is illness. Second is they don't like the bathroom. They don't like that litter box. And third are have to do around territory issues, which are usually as a result of resource guarding by another cat in the household. But why would a cat want to guard the litter box? <laughs> because they it's an it's one of the most important resources uh, to cats. You know, when when cats live in the wild, again, they're solitary species, so they don't have buddies and they don't go to the bathroom together and stuff like that. It's just one cat to a, a big area, and they have their areas they go, and other cats don't go in their area. It's, it's their own area. So when you have a multi-cat household, resources are very, very important. A cat has to feel like there are enough resources to go around for everybody. And the litter box is a big part of those resources. So if you have like only one box, I've seen this happen on a behavior consult many times. A cat will just leisurely be laying in the middle of the floor and you think, oh, you know, he's not guarding anything. But the other cat has to walk right around him in order to get to the litter box. And if there have been any tense moments between those cats where the one trying to get to the litter box goes, well, I'm not going to walk by him because he's going to reach out and grab me. If I do, well, I'm going to go pee over here and where I'm not going to get a, a, a conflict on the way to the box. So that's how they do it. And, and why they do it is because that's an important resource for them. What kind of illnesses do cats get that cause them to not use a litter box? And how do you know your cat has that? Well, obviously, it has to do with urinary and, and kidney issues, urinary tract infections, or it can be crystals in the in the urine. Um, it can be any degree of kidney failure. Nutrition has a huge, huge role to play in that. When you feed your cat dry food, you are mildly dehydrating them for their whole lives, which results in kidney failure at, at the end of life stage. So it's very, very important to feed a, a diet that's got enough hydration in it that's species-specific and not feed them crap and not feed dry food in particular. So um, those are the kinds of diseases. And then as far as how do you know if your cat has that, that's a real good question because cats are poker face. You know, they, they pretty much have the same look on their face the whole time. And when they're in pain, they don't let us know. You know, they don't cry out and act like babies like dogs do. They just keep it together because they are both predator and prey 
in the wild. And so they know that if they are vulnerable, like I'm showing I have any illness or pain whatsoever, then a, a predator is going to come get them. So they're wired to hide any kind of discomfort like that. So they won't usually let you know. By the time you know, it's usually a, a big bad problem. So some of the things that you see, obviously, if they're not peeing in the litter box, that ought to be your first heads up. Um, if you see blood in the urine, that's pretty pretty severe urinary tract infection. A lot of times they'll be yowling really loud when they go. Sometimes they'll just walk up and smell the litter box and smell and smell. Sometimes even scratch around in there and then they'll run away. Sometimes they don't cover. They'll just jump out of the box and run. But, you know, when when they associate pain with the litter box, then they, they get in their heads that every time I go pee in that thing, it hurts me. So I'm going to go somewhere else where it doesn't hurt. And they seek other places to go because the box is, is, a, is a bad hurt place. So usually when I get a call for inappropriate litter box usage, I ask people to please take their cats to their veterinarian and get a clean bill of health from the vet before you're assuming that this is a behavior issue because, you know, probably eight times out of ten it's not behavior. It has everything to do with the fact that they have a urinary tract infection or they have some, you know, crystals in their urine or some level of of kidney disease. So before you contact me about a behavior consult on urinary, please make sure that your vet has done a comprehensive screening for any types of those issues first. You know, I noticed a few years back you were working on our, doing some new stuff to our litter boxes, and uh, we weren't having litter box issues at the time. So if uh, the cat's not peeing outside the box, then what, what are we changing? Well, again, cats, cats don't complain. And, you know, the reason I was making those changes to the box was because I was trying to get in compliance with best practices for litter box, you know, which we're going to talk about in this show. And we didn't have any litter box issues. Tabasco, knock on wood, has never peed outside his litter box. So, you know, I, I did some of the stuff we're going to talk about. And, and I'll tell you what I saw. I saw a mood change in him. And as far as his mood was in interacting with us, he was more relaxed. He was more friendly. He started spending more time with us. That's when he started, you know, getting more physically close. You could just see that it was like, a 10-pound weight had been lifted off his shoulders that I never even knew was there. I just assumed his personality was one way. And then I made these simple changes, and all of a sudden he got friendlier. And the big thing I noticed was, if you'll remember back, that was about the same time that he started to accept our fosters. You know, he was always the one to be hissing and growling and being nasty to all of our foster cats and when I made these litter box changes it was like night and day all of a sudden he's wanting to get to know them and hang out with them and I mean not super buddy buddy but much more accepting at least willing to cohabitate with the foster so even if you're not having any litter box issues if you do what I'm going to tell you to do on this show today I guarantee you're going to see some subtle changes in your cat all and all positive too by the way 
So back to the perfect bathroom. Let's uh, let's talk about that. So what type of bathroom remodel do we have to do now? <laughs> well, as with all remodeling projects, you know, they can go a little over budget. So before you do any kind of bathroom remodel whatsoever, you should call Brian Edwards at Brian Edwards Wealth Management because he can help you with guaranteed lifetime income products so that you can afford to remodel your bathroom and your kitchen and other places in your home without without cramping your lifestyle he's got some amazing amazing investment products that are extremely low risk and i'm i'm buying into his stuff everything he comes out with that he recommends i i do because he has he has proven himself to me so if you want to make a bathroom remodel please call brian edwards wealth management and you can find him at brian edwards wealth and it's brian with a y b-r-y but the type of litter box remodeling I'm going to talk to you about today, you probably aren't going to need to worry about what your money's returning for that. These are simple, simple things. So the first thing you need to do is you need to clean any previously soiled areas. So wherever that cat has peed outside the litter box, I want you to clean. Now, Most of you go to the store and on the shelves, all you find are enzyme cleaners that are boasting that there's little bacterial enzymes in there that eat the pee and and they work by bacteria eating the bacteria in the pee. Don't buy that stuff. And I'm going to tell you why. Because as soon as the bacteria get exposed to air, they die and it comes back. You'll find that the odor keeps coming back. And then the cat goes, oh, that smells like pee over there. Maybe that's where I'm supposed to pee. And they'll keep peeing in those same areas. So what I like to use is a product called Live Pee Free. And it works off of a a positive negative ion system. So urine, my urine and your urine and cat's urines, all our urines is a negative ion. And when you apply a positive ion solution to it, then it neutralizes that molecule completely and you have no more odor permanently. It's gone. Now, this product does not smell, so it doesn't deodorize the room, and it doesn't take stains out of carpet. So you'll have to get different products for that. But if you want to get rid of the urine odor, absolutely use Live Pee Free. And we sell that on our website, by the way, at catbehaviorsolutions.org. We have a behavior boutique there where we carry all kinds of different products that help with your cat. And uh, the top of the list there is the the live pee free. Yeah, the pee f- I pee freely stuff. <laughs> no, it's not pee freely. It's live pee free. <laughs> ah, you know, I, for some reason I always get that mixed up. You're always getting that wrong. Louis <laughs> always going, "Hey, get the pee freely stuff." It's like, no, no, no. This is this is what we don't want. We don't want them peeing freely on all our stuff. We want to live pee free. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and pee freely because we can use this stuff and get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? Uh, do we replace the sink also for the cat's bathroom? <laughs> no, the cats don't need a sink, just the litter boxes. So, look, I'm going to break this down for you in 10 steps, 10 steps to the perfect bathroom. 
and starting with the size of the litter box. The size of the litter box needs to be one and a half times the length of your cat. Wow, one and a half times the length of the cat. Tabasco is a big cat. We'd have to get a bathtub just for the litter box for him. How does that work? Well, yes, you got to measure the cat from the tip of its nose to the base of its tail. And you're right, our Tabasco's huge. He's, you know, he's 17 pounds. He's a big old boy. And so our litter boxes are big. They're, you know, they're giant boxes. And you don't have to use an actual litter box, by the way. You can just go get it like a sweater storage box, you know, and, and use that. It doesn't have to be expensive or fancy. And it doesn't have to say litter box on it just has to be a plastic device they can get into that's one and a half times the length of your cat and so what's the second litter box up about the second tip for litter boxes the crazy cat ladies aren't going to like it all and that is the quantity of boxes you need to have one more litter box than numbers of cats. So, you know, we have Tabasco, obviously, and we usually have a foster. So we have three litter boxes. Three litter boxes. I know. And that's crazy. Okay. So that crazy cat lady called you the other day with 12 cats. That means she's got to have 13 boxes. And uh, I think she lived in a very small place, like uh, 1,400 square feet or something. That's, that's a very tiny area that would fill up her whole house. Exactly. She pretty much needs to be living in a litter box, which, you know, I mean, some people do. You see these hoarding cases and they leave their homes and they just leave the cats to pee and poop everywhere. I mean, that's, that's, that's a serious situation. So definitely think about these things before you try to go rescue another cat. You know, it's sometimes we're not doing the best thing for them. But, you know, as far as filling up your whole house with litter boxes, that leads us to rule number three, and that's location. They need to be spread out. You can't line them all up in a row because, remember, when I was talking about resource guarding, you don't want to have one access way to all the litter boxes or the cat that's the most insecure about their resources is just going to lay in front of that door and prevent the other cats from going in. So they need to be spread out. So if you have one in the pantry, put, you know, one in the bedroom and one in the living room and spread them around around the house so that everybody can use them without having to cross paths with the other cats all the time. And then they need to be one foot away from the wall. And the reason for that is so that they can have exit routes. So like in our case, we have them, we have them one foot away from the wall where, where they are in in any location that makes sense makes a lot of sense so you've got these huge litter boxes spread all over the house now what (laughs) so here's the other one that people aren't gonna like i always get this look like oh no i'm gonna do everything you told me but that when i suggest this but that is uncover those litter boxes people covered litter boxes and I'm seeing these I think it's called moxie cat these little boxes seems like every behavior consult I go on has these moxie boxes and they're this cute little Ikea looking square white gloss box it's really cute it's beautiful I I would love to have it in my space but it's not cat friendly 
And they have this hole in the top. So the cat's actually got to go on the top and then climb down into the litter box to go to the bathroom. There is nothing natural about that for a cat at all. So when you cover a box, you're doing two things. The first thing you're doing is you're amplifying those ammonia molecules, particles in the air. By by covering it, you're making it, it smell bad. Cats are very fastidious. They like things super, super clean. And they don't want their litter box to smell like cat pee. Theirs or anybody else's. I mean, you imagine the ammonia particles that's got to be in there and it, with all that pee and then you cover it, especially if you're feeding dry food and their urine is concentrated. So that's reason number one. And then the second reason is if you've got a multi-cat household, a cat feels trapped in there. They don't pee in holes in the wild. They pee out in the in the open so that they can see predators coming and other potential territory invaders coming. So that there's nothing natural about this. And a cat that goes in there, if another cat's insecure about the resources or he's had a bad fight with a cat and he's down in that hole and then the other cat's coming, he, he's like, I'm in the middle of peeing here and I can't, I have no way out. This cat's got me trapped. <laughs> so, That's a funny thought. <laughs> Leave me alone. Turn funny. your head. Come on, John, turn your head. I'm not done peeing. Leave me alone, bud. <laughs> <laughs> But they have to have two exit paths. So by putting the litter box a foot away from the wall and uncovered, the cat can see anything coming. And then when a threat comes, it can leave in any direction. Okay, so that brings up another question. What about the litter? Is there anything special we should know about that? Absolutely. This litter is very important. The texture of the litter is very important. Um, litter needs to have a sand-like texture. Sometimes the clay litters are too sharp and coarse, and the pelleted litters are just totally unnatural for a cat whatsoever. Remember, these guys are from the Fertile Crescent area, where it's kind of sandy. And so it's it's very natural to them to paw around in in sand you know we made our one of our litter boxes is actually outside in our catio and it's it's a sandbox in essence it's it's a sandbox for cats not kids we don't have kids and we don't let our grandkids play in it (laughs) and the cats go outside and they use the sand and they like it a, a lot it's a good thing so so definitely sandy texture and that can come in a variety of things that can be as easy as you know tidy cats or it could be like um, the sweet scoop we use sweet scoop that's relatively sandy tidy cats is probably the sandiest just be sure to get the unscented because um, the scenting is has got some harsh chemicals in there and you know the clumping litters if if a cat gets it steps in their pee and then gets the litter on it and ends up with a clump stuck between their toes they'll chew it out and in chewing it out they might ingest some of that that chemical which is really really bad for them especially young kittens so sandy texture unscented you know that makes sense that's why tabasco likes that sandbox outside that we put in the catio yep that's it he does what you know about the, only, the depth of the litter Is well that- as, yeah i was just gonna say that's the only thing you know that that sandbox you built out there we have a bunch of bags of sand in it and it's probably really deep but Inside your indoor litter boxes, 
you know, each cat has an individual preference here, but the general rule of thumb is no more than two inches. A lot of people I see put way, way too much litter in there. They'll put four or five inches of litter, and the cat just doesn't need that much. They only need about about two inches of litter. Okay, That's, that makes sense. So we've got some big boxes. We've got one more litter box than we have cats. We have it uncovered spread out sandy litter two inches deep what's number seven seven is scooping cleaning so cats are like i said very very fastidious they're ocd they like their stuff clean you need to scoop that litter twice a day just put it into your routine you know do it right before you walk out the door in the morning and do it again right before you go to bed but scoop that stuff two times a day and replace the litter completely. You know, we replace ours every three to four weeks, sometimes sooner. Yeah, we do. And uh, we did that just this morning. But you replace the litter every other week. Then we have a deep clean in the litter box. So my favorite thing, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We do ours a little more frequently, like like every other weekend, I like to deep clean the litter boxes. And when you clean your litter box, clean it with a mild detergent. Don't clean it with bleach. You know, everybody's thought is, well, I'm going to bleach that thing and get all the bacteria out. But but that bleach stays in the plastic and cats really, really hate that smell. So just wash it with a mild detergent. In fact, we use a toilet bowl brush and we scrub it out and mild detergent rinse it really, really well. That's it. That's pretty good, and it's pretty simple, and it's needed. So um, let's move on and talk about litter box rule number eight. So litter box rule number eight is replacing the box itself about every six months or so. Look at your boxes, and if there are scratches in the bottom of the box, those scratches have penetrated the surface of the plastic, and they're holding urine odor and and ammonia odor, and the cats don't like that. So if you see scratches on the bottom of your box, take that opportunity to get them a new box. And again, you don't have to buy an expensive litter box. Go get a to the you know dollar store and get a sweater storage box, and that way you can afford to replace them every six months or so. Well, we're getting down to the last two rules. What else could there be possibly be? I mean, I, I don't get it. How many more rules are there? Two, but what are they? Well, this next one isn't really a rule. It's more of a convenience factor to you because I've made you uncover your litter box and get these big ones. And you're like, where's the convenience in this? So here's the secret to the convenience. Get a litter genie. And I don't know if you've seen these things, but they're awesome. They're like diaper pails for cats. And you scoop I thought that the was my name. Litter genie? <laughs> <laughs> because you helped me deep clean the boxes. You're my yes. litter genie. I thought that was my name. <laughs> so you scoop the clumps of pee and poop out of the box and put it in this, this little tower of sorts. It has a plastic bag in there. And then you pull out this trap door and the, the stuff falls to the bottom and you let go of the trap door and it traps it in the bottom and so it doesn't doesn't smell. Um, they're awesome, and we, as we just saw, saw at Global Pet Expo, they're coming out with a Litter Genie XL, 
which is a giant one, which is great because ours fill up, you know, once or twice a week, depending on which box it is. And to get a giant XL size one, I I can't wait. I need to remember to order mine, as a matter of fact, because they're just available on Amazon now. They're not in stores yet, but it's but it's great. You know, in biodegradable litter, you could just flush. But the Genie Pail makes it so much easier for you because it's right there by the box. Then the scooping twice a day doesn't have to become a major issue in your routine. You just go to the box, scoop out the clumps, put them in the pail, open the trap, falls to the bottom, and go on about your business. And it really makes that quick and easy. Wow, that was a pretty interesting rule. Okay, so we're down to the last rule. Tell us about the last rule. So the last rule is very important, and and that has to do with punishment. So if you catch your cat peeing outside the litter box, it's real, real important that you not punish them. First of all, it's not effective. Secondly, it adds stress to them, and stress means more peeing outside the litter box. So don't do stupid things like rub their noses in it like you do with puppies. You know, it's totally confusing to them, and it should be avoided completely. It, and the other thing that stuff like that does, any kind of punishment only teaches the cat to avoid you. So don't punish them. Clean up the mess. Clean up your litter boxes, take the cat to the vet, make sure it's not sick, look at what's going on in your cat-to-cat relationships in the house, or look at what's going on in your indoor cat to what they're perceiving as outdoor cat territorial threats, and try to find the stress of what's causing them to, to pee outside the litter box and fix that. But whatever you do, don't punish them, because it's totally ineffective. I never thought the whole rubbing the nose in it really ever worked anyway. Only only thing I've ever seen work with dogs is keep them in a kennel um, during the times that you're gone and away and take them outside periodically um, and keep up with them, which I don't. T- takes more time than cats. I don't know. This is a cat show. This isn't a dog show. I know. I, know. <laughs> I wasn't trying to, to turn it around either. I was just trying to say it takes more time for the dog than it does the cat. So let's let's spend a moment and uh, let me recap, make sure that I understand. All right, rule number one, we have a box that's one and a half times the length of the cat. Yep. And that's measuring from the cat's nose to the base of the tail, not all the way to the end of the tail. Oh, no, that'd be too big. That's what I was thinking. Okay, rule number two, uh, one more box than the number of cats. So if you got 15 cats, you need 16 boxes. That's correct. Awesome. I'll tell my friends. Number three, we keep them uncovered so that way the the cat doesn't feel enclosed, right? That and that it doesn't magnify the ammonia particles in the air. Oh, that's important too. That's, That's really important. Okay, number four, spread out, not clumped together. Right. So I'm supposing that that means that you put one one in each room or something and and um, not all in one big area, like a swimming pool. I've actually seen somebody do that, where they had a lot of cats and they had a swimming pool full of litter. One of those little baby swimming pools, you know, that you see, little plastic ones. And that <laughs> took that took up a big chunk of the room. Was Think, thinking that they're going to make up in size for the number of boxes. <laughs> Either that or that's a funny. It dog. was a it was a cat swimming pool and they converted it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do swimming pools for cats, silly. <laughs> oh no! Okay, another show. 
All right, number five, sandy texture, litter. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so number six is two-inch depth, not too much litter. That's interesting because I know people, I've seen people just pour the whole box in there and, until it's almost gone and, and then pour another box in there. It's Actually, that's so important because uh, a lot of times cats don't like the texture of the litter on their paws and what they like to do is scratch down to where they can feel the bottom of the litter box and then they pee, and then they cover that up. And so if you put too much litter, they can never get down to the bottom of the box. The other thing is when I get people that call me and they say they have messy cats that are just kicking all the litter out of the box, I usually tell them reduce it to just two inches. And one of the things about cats peeing on soft spots usually indicates that they don't like the texture of the litter or there's too much litter. So the two-inch rule is a very important one. Yeah, it's so funny. I think we had uh, a kitten that we had fostering here. I think when we had five of them, and we have them all in our little kitten room, so they're all together. And we had the litter box over there, and that little kitten looked like he was digging to China. <laughs> he was just, and we had too much litter in there because we had quite a few, but. He was just digging, digging like he was a dog digging a hole. And <laughs> I know now what he was looking for. He was looking for the bottom. <laughs> he was. He was. And he found it. Okay, number seven. Rule number seven. Keep it clean by scooping twice a day. Okay, I think we can do that. All right, rule number eight. Replace the box every six months. Hmm, that's interesting too. So, and you're recommending... Different types of boxes, not necessarily just boxes you would buy at the pet store, but it could be any kind of box. Yeah, depending on the size of your cat. Like Tabasco is so big, you know, there's nothing there's nothing the right size. They seem to jump from a standard size litter box, which is not big enough, to this giant, looks like a baby swimming pool thing that we don't need that's too big. So, you know, go just go get a, a storage box, like a little sweater storage box or something like that. Container store or dollar store or something, they'll, they'll have something easy for you. That's great. I mean, we want to think of thinking outside of the box to get different boxes. Ah, <laughs> thinking outside of the litter box. <laughs> thinking outside the litter box. Okay. That's what we should have titled this show. That's right. All right. Number nine, use the litter genie pail. And that's not your husband. <laughs> Honey, yeah. would you be my litter genie? <laughs> yeah, I'll go scoop the pail. <laughs> can I rub you and get three wishes? <laughs> you can, yes, you can, by the way. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> okay, but I like that. Note to self. All right, number 10. Don't punish your cat for peeing outside the box because it's ineffective. And is that it? That's it. That's all. That's all you got to do. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, this has been a really good show, and I'm uh, feeling much better because I came into this show thinking I was going to have to remodel our bathroom. So the show today was called Setting Up the Perfect Bathroom for Your Cat. wasn't really talking about your own bathroom, but it was talking about how you can do things better for your cat to make him feel more at home and much easier life between the two of you. So for now, we appreciate everyone for tuning in, and we look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Yep. Keep calm and purr on. Awesome. Until Mm -hmm. next week. See you later. 
You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.